What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh. On today's show, we um, are doing a special edition of Ask Father Josh uh, with our, our good friend at Ascension, uh, Father Mark Toops from the Diocese of Homa Thibodeau. As many of you uh, witnessed uh, Hurricane Ida, he completely destroyed um, his diocese, uh, Homa Thibodeau. And so he's on the show right now to just invite us into his heart um, as a pastor, as a priest, um, as, as a human who right now is suffering, as one of our brothers in Christ is suffering. And so he's going to share with us what's going on. And also, I want to invite you, our listeners, to um, to suffer with them, as the scriptures tell us, you know, when, when someone is suffering, we should suffer with them. When they're rejoicing, we should rejoice with them. And, and Father Mark has been helping so many people over the past number of years to, to rejoice in the Lord and the goodness of the Lord through the different products he has put out for all of us. Um, and so now it's our time to to listen to him and, and be able to accompany him in this season of suffering. So, Father Mark, welcome to the show, brother. It's uh, good to be with you. I appreciate you opening up your heart to me once again and making time and um, just appreciate being with you as a brother priest. And Father Mark, life never happens the way we expect it to. You yeah. were recently on a sabbatical. Last time I saw you, we were filming for the next Rejoice that um, is yes. coming out for Advent. We, You, me, and yes. Sister Miriam had a blast being together. Uh, it was such a gift. We, we of course, laughed uh, so much. And, yep. Yep. and then you were going to leave. And, I, and actually, you were on were you leaving to go on sabbatical or what, what was that? Cause I know you, you, you had to leave sabbatical early because of the hurricane, but like, was it, tell me where you were at at that point. Yeah, let's see. So I was uh, gifted with uh, six months of sabbatical. So this May uh, 26 of 2021, I celebrated 20 years of priesthood. And, um, and so my sabbatical began April the 1st and I was able to enjoy uh, the first six weeks of that. Just, um, reminiscing with the Lord, looking back um, on, on every year of priesthood. So every day uh, I, I would look at one year of the priesthood. So I had 20 years. And so I would just take one year at a time mm. as I was in each individual day. And so as that kind of wrapped up, that retreat wrapped up, I, I was uh, ready to take the, the next bigger step, which would be four months in Walsingham, England. And in between that, there was some filming that we had to do for uh, not only uh, the Rejoice uh, Advent series, which is coming out this Advent, I think a pre-order is out right now, but also the book on St. Joseph that I wrote, as well as um, the Lent book for next year. And um, it's always a gift to be with you and Sister Miriam. And uh, yeah, so we were together. I was in the second month of the sabbatical, taking a break from sabbatical and just attending to the gift of filming with y'all. Yeah. And then right after that, um, I went to uh, to England, which is uh, in England, there's a, a little bitty town called Walsingham. It's the fourth oldest pilgrimage destination in Europe where Mary has done amazing things there since the 11th century. Population 800, small little town. It's the closest thing in the modern day, present day, that I think Nazareth would have looked mm. like when Jesus was alive. So I was looking, I was searching for Nazareth. I wanted to be with the Holy Family in Nazareth and, and discover how to live in the very place and in the very style that, that God said, I'm going to teach my son how to live. So I was in Walsingham, England, and um, had really just listened to the Lord every step of the way and uh, sharpening my ears to his. And I uh, turned my cell phone off and I would check it once a day. And uh, yeah, what, two weeks ago, I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit just to, to check my phone. I checked my phone and there was an email, the first email from our Catholic Charities Disaster Coordinator telling us that, hey, there's a possibility, a remote possibility that 
this, uh, this thing in the Gulf might turn into a hurricane and it just grabbed my attention. And, uh, and so long story short, obviously as, uh, my diocese and, and actually my parish, which is a grand Isle in the, it's the only inhabitable Island in the Gulf of Mexico on the Louisiana coast. And it's in my diocese and I'm the pastor there, as you know, you made your retreat there, love it up on us. Yeah. And, um, uh, it was uh, ground zero uh, in the path of the storm. So I, uh, I just bought a plane ticket and, and flew home. And um, yeah, and then the rest, as you might say, history with um, Hurricane Ida is um, the most powerful storm to hit the Louisiana coast in history. It's wow. uh, the, the strongest storm on record to actually make landfall in the state of Louisiana. So um, above my church, uh, right above my church, um, where a, a 50 foot square hole is right now in wow. the roof, um, there were, uh, we clocked 169 mile an hour winds on the island and um, they estimate a 36 foot storm surge uh, or a wave that would have uh, hit the island. That would, that would have not been a, a solid sheet of, uh, of water, but uh, that, that just kind of gives you the, the power of, of the storm. So yeah. Um, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a well, lot. Yeah. And Father Mark, one thing that I've experienced in my life is that typically before something happens, something really big happens in my life, the Lord gives me a, an experience of consolation uh, before he invites me to go back out into uh, picking up the, the heavy cross. And I know while you were on your sabbatical uh, retreat experience, and you do have such a, a beautiful gift of of just docility to Jesus in prayer and receptivity to Jesus, that you had a powerful prayer, prayer experience that is is shaping the way that you're entering into this this new season of of uncertainty in your priesthood. Can you share that that prayer encounter you had with the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it, it's a twofold uh, consolation. The first consolation came in 2019 when I made a 30 day retreat for the second time. And I was uh, on day 20 of the 30 days of, of complete silence and prayer. And uh, at this stage of the retreat, I was praying with Jesus's entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. As I was uh, in that prayer experience, praying in the Ignatian style of imaginative prayer, where you're actually kind of visualizing yourself as one of the characters, um, the Holy Spirit that day did not uh, visualize me or um, give me the image of being a disciple, which is what most of my prayer experiences were. Um, up to that point for the first 19 days, every time that I closed my eyes and I entered into the scripture passage, I was one of the disciples uh, following Jesus, talking to Jesus, listening to him, seeing, touching him. But on this particular prayer experience of Jesus's Palm Sunday entrance, I was not a disciple. I was actually, and it kind of struck me by, it caught me by surprise. I was actually the donkey that Jesus was riding on. And I remember stopping uh, the, the, the prayer because uh, it caught me by surprise. I didn't want to be the donkey. Um, I, I wanted to be a disciple. Uh, I wanted to be Peter. I wanted to be John. And I was resisting. And as I was sharing my heart with the Lord saying, I don't want to be the donkey. The Lord said, hey, no one was closer to me mm. on the day of Palm Sunday than that donkey. Um, and I remember as I closed my eyes immediately, I could feel I could feel his leg wrapped around me as, as the donkey. I could feel the coarse hair of the donkey. I could feel his leg rubbing up against that. And, and as I opened my eyes as the donkey, all I could see, as you can imagine from the, the plane, the level of, of, of view there, all I could see was a sea of people. 
and it was just massive people. And I was overwhelmed. I didn't know where to go. And I, I was almost panicking and I could feel the bridle um, around the nose of the donkey around my nose. And I could feel Jesus tugging with his right hand uh, and, and kind of bending my head to the right. And I remember the voice of the Lord said, like, you don't have to see everything because um, mm. I can see everything. You, you just have to do what I tell you to do. Well, that experience of prayer was, was really beautiful and it took me in a lot of different places. But as I began my sabbatical now in April 1st of 2021, um, the very first image that the Lord brought me back to was this image of the donkey. And so for the last five months of my life, almost every day, I have returned to that prayer experience. And the Lord has reminded me to only do what he tells me to do. And, um, and so the consolation prior to Ida was just this experience of being close to Jesus as he's moving into a, a time of suffering in his own life and, and his just telling me uh, to only do what he tells me to do. When, when I came home and uh, was able to get into the diocese after um, taking a flight immediately across the ocean and my car was in Pittsburgh, so I had to drive back home. So by the time I actually got into the diocese, uh, I'll, I'll be quite honest, I was just overwhelmed with, with just the, the visual destruction that is there. Um, for our listeners who have maybe have heard about it, you've probably heard a lot about maybe New Orleans because that's what's been in, in the media. But the destruction in our diocese has been absolutely just devastating. And um, when I returned home, my bishop surprised me with a request and actually asked me and not just to pastor my own parish, but he asked me to actually be on his hip on his side and to actually mm. coordinate our entire diocese um, during this, this relief effort. And there've been days, uh, Father Josh, where I've woken up and I feel like that donkey all over again. Yeah. Um, I'm overwhelmed. I can't see anything but the devastation around us. Kind of like that donkey, he could only see the people around him and he didn't know where to go. And I don't know what I'm doing. And I think just the emotions of, of every day, it's like a roller coaster. And, and there are so many correlations right now between how the donkey felt on Palm Sunday and how I feel mm. uh, as a priest and as a son of South Louisiana. And yet what's true in the consoling moments prior to Ida is true right now. Like the Lord just wants me to do whatever he tells me to do, because just like on the moment of profound suffering in his life, before he entered into that on Palm Sunday, he saw everything from where he was on that donkey. He sees everything right now in, in our lives, a profound suffering, profound suffering, but he still sees um, our, our, his, our way out and, and he sees what he's doing when I can't see what he's doing. And I'm just clinging to him and I'm clinging to uh, his promise uh, that if, if I just do whatever he tells me to do, then, then, then we're going to make it through this. Mark, you're, God bless you. I can't, you're just such a good priest uh, you're, and you carry so much. And this is just adding to, to the weight that you're carrying. Uh, I, obviously, God will give you the grace to, to persevere. But uh, I, am, I am intentionally praying for you, man, because it's just a lot, man. What you're going through is a lot right now. Can you kind of give me and the listeners an idea of what you are seeing in your land? What, what are you noticing as you're walking through the geographical boundaries of Homo Thibodeau? What are the needs um, that, that you see that, that many of us aren't seeing, because like you said, 
New Orleans is all over the news, right? Um, it's the it's it's the bigger area. Uh, Baton Rouge was even on the news, and but Homer Thibodeau was was hit the hardest, and particularly your parish was was pretty much destroyed. Can you help us to see what you've seen so we can know um, what the reality is, and by knowing what the reality is, we can be inspired to to find a way to 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 walk with you in this mess. Absolutely. Let's start with the um, a small picture, and then we'll move up to the big picture. Um, yeah, so with my parish of Our Lady of the Isle in Grand Isle um, and Grand Isle itself, um, I, I was there for only one day and um, was in, in need for me to just to, to go back to our chancery. But uh, from what I saw, um, I would estimate, as has been reported by um, the civil authorities, that um, about 80 percent of the physical structures on the island will have to be dis- destroyed. And mm-hmm. they, they are destroyed, so they have to be leveled. So only 20% of the homes or buildings or businesses are, are going to be able to, to, to not have what would be the equivalent of just being totaled. Um, that means that as, as, as always happens with things like this, that the poorest are, are the poor are going to be affected the most, right? So um, uh, Grand Isle is a beautiful place. It's got great fishing. It's a great holiday destination. And there are million dollar homes on that island, but um um, it's the it's the waitress at the restaurant. It's the person who cleans those million dollar homes. It's the person who works at the supermarket. It's the citizen, the resident of the Grand Isle, who lost everything. Um, so their their homes, uh, are, some of them are just walking back to a concrete slab. Oh. And when I drove down to Grand Isle, I, I was startled because there was um, a section of the island that was just um, concrete slab after concrete slab after concrete slab, like the entire home was just uh, lifted off of the pilings and I have no idea where it is. It's somewhere in the, in the Gulf right now. Um, and um, so, so it's not like people are coming back and have to clean up their house. Many of the people are just coming back to a slab mm. and everything that they would have had in that home, and, all the personal belongings. And many people who, who I know who live in your area, father, they didn't even have insurance as well because they never expected this to happen. Um, so or it's, too, it's, or, or it's too expensive. And yeah. so what they do is they just kind of roll the dice and they do the best they can. Mm. So if you go, it, it go kind of fly up bigger than that in our diocese, you know, we have 39 church parishes, um, two thirds of the churches in our diocese. So, so almost 30 of our churches in our diocese had at least one of the buildings on that property that is going to have to either have significant uh, repair. In other words, uh, even when the power and the water returns to the diocese, they're not going to be able to, to, to reopen uh, use of that because of the, the long-term rebuilding that's going to have to be there. Uh, there's, there's no health care in Terrebonne Parish right now. And again, for our listeners who don't understand South Louisiana, our civil counties are called parishes. Uh, there were several hospitals in our diocese and 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 in our county but they all had to be evacuated because of the storm or the damage there so when you come back home right you, you you're away and you heard about everything you you want to get back home well when you get back home there's, there's no hospitals like i want us to imagine mm. that in, in in the united states of america that there's no power there's no running water and there's no there's no hospitals in lafouche parish or Lafouche County, for those who are not in Louisiana, there's only one hospital and it's packed with COVID-19 or only critical emergencies. So my diocese, which is fundamentally two civil parishes, two counties, 
and then the city of Morgan City and the surrounding area. We only have two hospitals to serve close to 200,000 people right now, right? And, and that's not going to be fixed overnight. Um, we estimate that close to 60% of um, the homes in our areas that are closest to the Gulf of Mexico uh, are destroyed, or by the time people are able to get back there, will be so infected with mold, right, that they're going to have to destroy the house. And again, these are people who don't have the ability to financially uh, to bounce back through it all. And so it's hard, it's hard for us to picture and imagine something, but let's imagine um, that a tornado, right, which, which has a lot of weight and destruction, right? So a Hurricane Ida, which had sustained winds over 150 miles an hour, had the width of 90 miles. So it's like a 90 mile tornado moving at 16 miles an hour, just ripping through the, the center, like the, the heart, the gut, the spine uh, of our diocese. And so uh, what, what I'm seeing is just massive oak trees uh, overturned. What we're seeing is um, that house doesn't have a roof and that house is okay. And then the house, the next house is just gone. There's just mm. a slab. And, and every one of those homes belongs to a person and every one of those those homes belongs to a family. Yeah. And, and, and inside that home, you can just imagine, for example, was was Maman's wedding ring, you know, that was given to us before she died. Well, that's gone. And all the pictures and all the memories and, and everything that people worked hard for, you know, and for a lot of these people in our diocese, just like in any area of the country, you know, it, you know, you have dreams of what your future is going to look like. And I'm going to retire in this home and live the rest of my life in my, in that home. Well, then when you come back and there is no home, what do you do? Yeah. Well, when New, Orleans, when New Orleans is getting all the press and Baton Rouge is getting all the press or when people hear about Ida and eventually, you know, after two weeks, it's just human nature. We all want, kind of want to go back to our ordinary lives. Well, two weeks after that and everybody goes back to the ordinary lives, these people, my, our people, my people, we're looking at this thing for the next two years. Right. Yeah. And so it's uh, that, that's that's a visual of of what we're facing. Now, God's working miracles in the midst of all that. There are glory stories like all over the place right now. You know, I'll, t- I'll tell you one that that's awesome. Um, one of the things that we have just celebrating this fact that, um, you know, that I have the best bishop in the entire world. And I'm gonna you do go, have Bishop Fob oh, is amazing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Now, I don't know what diocese it was incarnated before originally as a priest. Baton Rouge, Rouge, Louisiana. (laughs) Don't don't ever forget it. (laughs) That's right. So, um, but um, he has a great story. He was, so he was in Dulac, which is like ground zero. That's um, what the the, the religious community is at Fire Antonio, right? Absolutely. So he's in Dulac a couple of days ago. And, um, you know, so we're trying to just trying to do the best we can without power. It'll be, you know, another month before power comes back in a lot of these areas. So, so let's just, let our listeners know, like again, it's it's Louisiana. It's really hot down here. Yes. It's really humid. We have no power and very little gas is available, right? And yeah. so whenever you have these trees that are down in the neighborhoods, um, and the power is out, you can't you can't get to them without cutting the trees down. But you can't cut the trees down because you have no gas to put in the chainsaws. And so like there's it's just layer upon layer upon layer of what our brothers and sisters in Homo Thibodeau are, are going through right now. So just to, to even add a little bit more. So my back, you said Bishop yeah. five glory story. Just, I just wanted to add that piece. Yeah. And no, and no running water, by the way, which means there's no sewage and there's no, there's no place to take a shower. And, and it like, so 
it, it's tough to understand the war zone of it all. But so Bishop Bob is down there in Dulac and, and some great people of Dulac, like awesome people, simple people, hard, hardworking people, just blue collar people love, love them. And so they're um, so words coming that like a thousand hot meals are coming from somewhere because people are just loving us in very beautiful ways right now. Right. But you know, it's not going to get there fast because the power line workers are working and we want to keep them safe. So traffic is just unbearable right now. So we, we had told people, Hey, we think it'll be there around one, but it, it wasn't. So we've got hundreds, hundreds of people in line in their car waiting for this food and it's late. And Bishop Fob is there because he just wants to be with the people and, and pass out food. Right. And so uh, he's there and he's kind of panicking and doesn't know what he's going to do. And these people, he's just praying. And all of a sudden, this uh, the Salvation Army truck pulls up and the guy looks at Bishop Fob and says, hey, I've got 800 meals and I don't know where to go. And we just want to give them out to somebody. Oh. And so Bishop Fob takes the Salvation Army meals who who were, um, were put together by the Baptist Church. Right. And uh, and just starts passing them out. Right. And so, of course. Uh, just God provides in that moment, uh, the, the meals from Catholic charities did show up and it. It was able to, to give people um, something for the night, right? Not just for lunch. And so we were able to, wow. to God was able to, to, to help people and, and more than what we could ever ask or imagine. But th- those are also the things that you're not going to see on TV. You're never going to hear those stories. And that's stories of what God can do when, when we just are, are just are going to let him show us how to respond. Right. So, so people are, have been super generous, whether it be with um, their prayer, um, mm. whether it be with, um, with their finances and helping us, uh, whether it be with, Hey, I want to come down there and I'm just going to help like serve a meal, or I'm going to help maybe uh, move some debris from somebody's yard. Um, and um, yeah, I believe in the notes uh, for the podcast, there is a diocese, htdiocese.org. They go to our homepage. People can 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 find all the ways that they can help. That's hdiocese.org. But um, miracles are unfolding in the midst of, of the devastation. And so I think my message to your listeners is, is three things. Number one, don't forget about us, please. We're all going to want to watch college football and NFL football, mm-hmm. and we're going to want to go back to school, and we're just going to want to get back to our ordinary lives across the country. And 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 I am I am standing uh, in the place of uh, two hundred thousand people today as an advocate for them and, and asking your audience, just don't forget about us, please. Um, and, and it's the tendency, like we, 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 we often get um, disaster fatigue and, mm. and the next thing that's in front of us. And so uh, the, the simple people of Dulac and the poor people of Chauvin and, mm. and my parishioners down in Grand Isle, they can't be on your show, but I can stand in their place and I can stand yeah. in their place and I can beg the rest of the country to not forget about us. The second thing that I would ask uh, all of our listeners is just to pray for us. And I'm not saying that as a priest because it's that uh, flippant colloquial thing to say, but I really do believe that the, that more that we beg the Lord, um, then the Lord has that the Lord can, can do mighty things. But in the midst of all the physical things that we need, we are about to hit that time where it's going about to get really emotionally hard for people. Um, and so I'm just asking all of your listeners, if you just keep praying for us, just like one beat on, on a rosary or, or just a moment before a, an hour father, or maybe just right before you sit in the pew when you go to mass, just, just pray for the good people of home Thibodeau. And then thirdly, if, if people want to just check it out, they want to like see some of the pictures of, of what's going on, or if they just want to learn more about um, how uh, the Lord might instruct them to take one step further, they can go to our diocesan website, hdiocese.org. 
and learn more about that. But whatever they do, I'm just grateful for you and for your friendship and your brotherhood and, um, and grateful for the fact that I've had a chance to be an ambassador today for the good people of our diocese. Thank you, man. Well, we're going to definitely put all those links in our, our show notes of today's episode. And I, I know that you're very busy, so I don't want to keep you any longer, but I do want you to know that um, after you get off, we are going to pray Divine Mercy Chaplet um, for you and for all the people and the geographical boundaries of your land. And specifically, my intention is going to be that our garden angels will constantly remind us each and every day to continue to invest um, in, in the members of the body of Christ down there in the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau, um, by, even by being as specific as like a, a parish, adopting a parish uh, from, from up north to the, to the south. Uh, we, we need to be intentional. Um, and, and so I'm going to make that my special intention that people will be inspired to reach out to their pastors and their bishops to see if they can um, somehow partner with different parishes in your land that have been uh, so severely uh, devastated in this in this tragedy. Uh, so, again, brother, thank you so much for your time, your generosity. I know you're totally overwhelmed right now and, and busy. And so um, I'm just going to pray for you right now. But I love you, man. And uh, please get try to get some some rest in the midst of all this this because it's gonna be a, a long a long haul for you so i just pray that god gives you supernatural rest during these times god bless you brother great being with you man all right god bless you father mark all right and so now we are going to pray together uh, the divine mercy chaplet and so if you have your rosaries out with you please pull them out and we're gonna um we're gonna offer this up for the mark toops and the people of the diocese Thibodeau. And, and don't forget after today's uh divine mercy chaplet you can check out our show notes to Get and plug into the links that we have there so you can help out in a tangible way the people of Homo outside of your prayers, penances, and fastings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh Jesus, eternal truth, our life, I call upon you and I beg your mercy for poor sinners. Oh sweetest heart of my Lord, full of pity and unfathomable mercy, I plead with you for poor sinners. A most sacred heart found of mercy from which gush forth rays of inconceivable graces upon the entire human race. I beg of you, light for poor sinners. Oh, Jesus, be mindful of your own bitter passion and do not permit the loss of souls redeemed at so dear a price of your most precious blood. Oh, Jesus, when I consider the great price of your blood, I rejoice at its immensity for one drop alone would have been enough for the salvation of all sinners. Although sin is an abyss of wickedness and ingratitude, the price paid for us can never be equaled. Therefore, let every soul trust in the passion of the Lord and place its hope in his mercy. God will not deny his mercy to anyone. Heaven and earth may change, but God's mercy will never be exhausted. What immense joy burns in my heart when I contemplate your incomprehensible goodness, O oh Jesus. I desire to bring all sinners to your feet. They may glorify your mercy throughout the ages. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls. And the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus is a fount of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fount of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father, almighty creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty one, holy immortal one, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasure of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. O greatly merciful God, infinite goodness, today all mankind calls out from the abyss of its misery to your mercy, to your compassion, O God, and it is with its mighty voice of misery that it cries out, Gracious God, do not reject the prayer of this earth's exiles. O Lord, goodness beyond our understanding, who are acquainted with our misery through and through and know that by our own power, we cannot ascend to you. We implore you, anticipate us with your grace and keep on increasing your mercy in us that we may faithfully do your holy will all through our life and at our death's hour. Let not the omnipotence of your mercy shield us from the darts of our salvation's enemies, that we may with confidence as your children await your son's final coming, that they known to you alone. And we expect to obtain everything promised us by Jesus in spite of all of our wretchedness. For Jesus is our hope. Through his merciful heart, as through an open gate, we pass through to heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I just want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this special edition of Ask Father Josh. Um, for praying with uh, me for my brother in Christ, uh, Father Mark Toops, and all of our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ in the Diocese of Thibodeau, and all of our brothers and sisters who are made in the image of God and the geographical boundaries of their land. I want to encourage you to check out the show notes to find out where the links are so you can uh, click on them and, and also continue to accompany our brothers and sisters uh, through tangible ways by supporting them financially with your prayers, your penances, and anything else you can do so that, that they would not be suffering alone. But, but we have an opportunity right now to suffer with, 
with the body of Christ, who is certainly very much in need. I'll end with this last image. The image I'm getting right now as I'm talking to you is of the Garden of Gethsemane and the body of Christ was suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane and the apostles were, were so close to him, but they they weren't even, um, but they weren't aware that they weren't attentive to him. They weren't there for him when he needed them. And so we have an opportunity now to console the heart of Jesus by recognizing that the body of Christ is suffering today in the present moment um, in this particular land. And we have an opportunity to do for the body of Christ today what Peter, James, and John did not do 2,000 years ago, which is to console the body of Christ by being attentive, by being present, by accompanying the body of Christ um, in their season of, of suffering. So thank you so much for joining us for this special episode of Ask Father Josh. And until we are with each other next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. And if we never meet on earth, I look forward to, God willing, meeting each and every single one of you in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. God bless.